All right, you guys, we just got done with Cam's episode. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this one. We talk a little bit about limiting beliefs, what it's like to go from being a solo business owner to expanding into a team. And he roasted me a little bit in the middle of it. And I'm going to show up next week with two new items, or he said he's not coming. So stay tuned to see what I'm wearing next week to make sure that Cam shows up so we can actually make this podcast. Don't forget to use code CHRISTMAS for 20% off the online courses, coaching, in-person training, and merch. Our February and March class dates will be launching soon. So let's get into the episode. All right, you guys, I'm super excited for this episode. Today I have Cameron on. Cameron is actually part of the production crew, but you just had a second baby. So you guys are a family of four now. This is like, I've seen a couple photos of the new baby with Kaylin. So it's Kaylin and Kai yep. and they are literally so cute. I can't even handle it. Um, but you are part of the founding team of co-create and we've been working <clears throat> together for a little while now, I remember I had Cameron come on and do videos for one of my first online courses. So we met a couple years ago and your wife Kaylee has come and work at the studio and I'm just really excited to have you here. So if you want to tell us a little bit more about what you do or how you got into all of this and videography and everything. Yeah. So uh, my name is Cameron. I am a videographer, cinematographer. Um, I've been in the industry for about 10 years now. Um, when you start off as a freelancer, it's like you're used to like doing things your way. Mm-hmm. And then you go from being a freelancer to like working in a team of five and everybody has different workflows and personalities and tendencies. And um, it's interesting, like going from that to adjusting to like a whole different dynamic. The reason it works so well is because we're all so different. Like, like, I feel like Kevin, he's, like, so thorough, mm-hmm. right? And, like, Zach, he's, like, one of the most creative people I've ever met. Aaron, he's really good with people, mm-hmm. right? Um, I'm super good creatively. Andrew's really good. He's, like, a super good talker, so that's mm-hmm. why he's so And he's skilled. really he's, good at sales. Yeah. When yeah. he started talking about stuff, or like, I remember, I don't know what it was, or he was, like, talking to me about something. I was, like, you could sell anything to anybody, mm-hmm. and not a lot of people have that. Yeah. And that's the cool thing about our business now, because I I truly feel like we're at a point where our business is like bulletproof. Like Mm -hmm. there's not a a single stone unturned, like everything that we do, um, we can we can offer like the full client experience from start to finish. And like that's always been like something that I felt like my business was missing because I feel I feel like I could like create a really good video and it looks really sexy and really cool. um, But it's like. I always struggled with that, that backend stuff and like actually like running a full fledged business. Mm -hmm. And that was like, was that something you ever struggled with? Mm -hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of admin stuff I've passed off to Nola (laughs) or like those little things because, and I think that that's where it comes back down to for me and what I've listened to so much on so many different podcasts is like, you need to stay in your lane, like stay in your zone of genius and hire out the rest because then you get to be excited and have that energy about the things that you're really good at Mm -hmm. and let other people who are really good at QuickBooks and really good at taxes and really good at like sending those emails or like they enjoy doing those things. 
you get they get to focus on that rather than that taking up part of your day and you have less time to be in your zone of genius Mm -hmm. and i feel like that took me out of my creativeness when i had to be like oh i need to have a full admin day or i would push things off and be like oh well i'll do some of it today and then some of it tomorrow but when i just got to show up and do the creative things or lash and do model sets like that is what excited me and that is what like kept my energy going in those things but then when i was focusing so much on the admin stuff i would get to do the fun stuff and i'm like i don't even have any energy for this because Mm -hmm. i had to focus on all these other things that i don't really enjoy doing so i feel like when you get to that point where you're able to pass off those things it just allows you to be more aligned in what you want to focus on yeah and it's cool or it's hard because like it's it's difficult to perform at your highest level when you're not passionate about what you're doing I feel like like I said I came from the nine to five background and uh you know I've I've had probably more jobs than you can count I've I've been fired from probably over half of them and like looking like if you knew me back then you probably would have thought I was a bum but like the thing I mean these guys will tell you like anybody that knows me knows that if I'm passionate about what I'm doing like I'm the hardest working guy at the end of the day, um, wh- like the reason why that kept happening is because I, I felt like I was destined for something else. And I felt like I was, you know, like the best way I can describe it is I felt like I was living my life on like autopilot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like I was yeah. just letting my days go by over and over and over. And um, I felt like I was constantly, it was hard for me to focus on like my actual nine to five job because I was so unhappy and I was like depressed and I was like, um, just I felt like I wasn't I always joke with Aaron and I say like I'm unemployable Mm -hmm. and I truly like it sounds funny but I truly believe that because I think there's certain people out there that are just meant to like work for themselves and it took me a long time to figure out and and get out of that um and figure out what I was meant to do but Mm -hmm. that's kind of like what my mentality was throughout that whole thing Mm -hmm. and I feel like it's so easy like when you're working a nine to five or you're working for someone else to, or to get, if it's something that you're not passionate about, it feels like you're living someone else's life. Yeah. Like I'm going through these motions of like, and I, that's how I felt when I was in college. Like literally from the moment I stepped foot on that campus, I was like, I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah. I just knew I had this feeling that was like, this is not where I'm meant to be. And Mm -hmm. I feel like for anyone listening, like if you have that inkling, like even a little bit of like, I'm not where I'm supposed to be, go somewhere else, like figure out what it is you're passionate about, figure out what it is that lights you up. And even if it seems scary and like uncertain, you're going to figure it out. Like you're going to get to that point. And I feel like anyone who is an entrepreneur, you're going to hit roadblocks. Like you're going to hit things that come up. But if you have that determination and that passion to figure it out, like you're going to stick with it. And if you stick with something long enough, you're going to be successful. And Mm -hmm. if you have that drive, you're going to get there. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I love the people that I work with now, because everybody has the same vision. I feel like everybody is like constantly just worried about like that present moment and not worried about the future and like what they're actually meant for. Mm -hmm. Um, And like we we just we were able to like see beyond that, like we had our skin in the game and we were able to like get our experience in and take it as far as we could. And then once we got to that point, we were like it was almost like it fell into our lap. Mm -hmm. We've we've been able to accomplish so much in just a a short amount of time. Mm -hmm. So, well, I mean, you guys are so easy to work with. Everything you do is top notch. I mean, our last episode, even Stephen and I were talking about you guys on the drive up here. And he was like, when I 
do more things like i want to hire them like yeah. other people see what you guys are doing and see how much passion and dedication you have to the outcome of the production and everything like you can tell how high quality everything is and i think all of you mesh together so well so it's been really cool for me to even see like working with you one-on-one -on -one and now working with the full team yeah like all of you guys are just a blast you can tell like how much effort you put into everything you mm -hmm. guys do well you were like one of our like first legit clients mm -hmm. so like you know like we're really thankful that you took a chance on us and um just like the the cool thing about what you did is you gave us full control you know what I mean? And you trusted us. And what we care about is like the storytelling aspect and like the uh, like the creative vision that we have behind every project. And mm -hmm. you were able like you've always been such a, like an easy person to work mm -hmm. with. Have you guys had anyone that's like, no, I want this or I want to be this way or this is how we want things to go. And obviously you don't have to name names or yeah. anything, but like. I feel like for me as like a creative individual, I mean, obviously with lashes, it's so different than like a whole video production or po podcast production. Mm -hmm. But I was kind of wanted to, I always wanted to be like, I'm the expert. Like, just let me do my thing. Like, I'm going to make you look beautiful. I'm going to make you feel great. Like, I'm sure as a fellow creative, it's mm -hmm. more so like, let me do my thing. Like, I know what I want. Yeah. I mean, it's part of the game. I, I feel like, you know, it's all about how you handle the situation and not how, um, it, try not to focus on like the, the issues that you have with every client. Like th those are always going to happen. I'm sure you have them too. Mm -hmm. Like you've probably had some nightmare clients and, and difficult times you had to deal with. But for us, like, I feel like what makes us different, like something I take a lot of pride in is how, um, the relationship that I build with my clients and like how I handle those situations when they happen. Mm -hmm. I mean, I just had a wedding client not too long ago, um, that I worked with and we had a SD card go corrupt on us and it was like a nightmare. It was really bad. We lost like, I would say like a quarter of their photos. Mm -hmm. It was bad. And um, with a wedding, obviously like that's a nightmare. Like, you know, you have one shot mm -hmm. with something like that. And uh, it's crazy because that something like as tragic as that happened and we were able to talk them through this situation and be like, you know, we're really sorry. We're going to do the best we can. We take full responsibility and, at the end of the day, like after the long conversation they had, obviously they were upset, but mm -hmm. um, we were able to like get it to a place where they still said that they would recommend us at the end of the day. Yeah. You know, and that's almost unheard of in those situations because mm -hmm. especially with weddings, you know what I mean? Like stuff like that happens and like mm -hmm. people are like, you yeah. know, that's one of the most important days of their life. And, and emotions are high just mm -hmm. to begin with. So it's yeah. like starting from that kind of anxious energy already and then having like something. I remember, I mean, on my wedding day, like a couple different things went wrong and I kind of had just had to be like, whatever, like, yeah. what am I going to do? <laughs> it's fine. I'll hopefully have a second wedding. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like nothing goes on later on. But anyways, yeah. like looking at it like that, like, and I think it comes down to like your mindset around it too. Like, kind of like we were talking about in the last one, like in the grand scheme of things, like looking at all those, like the little things really don't matter. Mm -hmm. And like I said, I, th I personally like, and you know, maybe some people on the team might feel differently. I, I don't think so, but I personally think that the, the relationship that we have with our clients is number one. Yeah. I think creative comes second. And, um, I think that if we take care of our clients and we make sure that they feel heard and respected mm -hmm. and, and uh, understood, I think that we can create or we can like 
deliver a better result for them and a better overall experience for them because they felt like they were a part of it. Absolutely. Okay, so I want to get a little light now. Mm-hmm. I want to hear about your hat obsession. Okay. I've been seeing you share all these stories yeah. of these cool hats. And I'm like, wait, do I have a hat obsession now? Like, do I want all these hats? Like, walk us through that. Where do you find these hats, for one? Um, it's kind of difficult. Uh, it's it's like, like I said, you, you talk about all the time, like, going down a rabbit hole. It's kind of like, like, Aaron will tell you, I have an obsession with, like, I guess, obsessions if that makes sense. Um, I, I have a lot of hobbies and, um, I can only focus on one at a time because otherwise I'd be broke. Yeah. Um, I went through like a, a record, like a vinyl record collecting Mm -hmm. phase. I went through like one of the, you know, those Funko pops I I collected. I've I've probably spent, dropped like three grand on those things. What are those? Like the little vinyl Funko pop. uh, I'll pull a picture up. (laughs) I'm like, I feel like I've heard that before, but I can't picture what it is. Yeah, they're they're just these little toy things. These things, have you ever seen them? Oh. <laughs> yeah. You were obsessed with those for a while. For a while, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. What? Yeah. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, like I said, I got about like. Were they like athletes or what? No, just like it's like, just like it's like pop culture, right? Oh, so like TV okay, okay, shows, okay. like music. When you get home, you know. I want to see a picture of your collection. Oh, I have plenty. <laughs> Um, he's like, hold on one sec. I got him. So yeah, the hats is like, kind of like my thing right now. Current obsession besides Crocs, which by the way, I'm surprised you're not in Crocs right now. I was actually wearing my Crocs earlier. I changed. I saw that. The white ones, right? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like Crocs should sponsor you. That would be great. I love my Crocs. Um, I'm still waiting on you to get your pair. (laughs) I know. How do you feel? How do you actually feel about Crocs? I've never had a pair. People yeah. who have them are like diehard fans of mm-hmm. their Crocs. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I It was so funny. My friend Jenny and I in high school, we, I don't know what show said it, but they said Crocs are for two-year-olds on the beach or grandma's gardening. And so we were like, we're never going to wear Crocs. Yeah. And so I haven't bought them since but my whole friend group one by one have started to buy crocs and i'm like wait is this a thing like are these cool so i think i would try them i'd probably wear them around the house i don't i don't know if i'd be caught dead wearing them out in public Mm -hmm. but you know how they say like every friend group has that like one like less attractive friend that like might be super funny and everybody still loves like that's kind (laughs) of how i feel about crocs you know what i mean less attractive shoe yeah, like you, you won't you won't get caught dead like with them in the club but yeah. you'll get breakfast with them in the morning or something <laughs> you know what i mean oh my gosh all right i'm gonna get a pair yeah you keep saying you're gonna get a pair i know i keep saying that yeah. now, we record next week maybe i'll hop on today and i'm not gonna come back on the pod unless kenzie gets a pair <laughs> on it or at all <laughs> you just come up and say you guys are i won't i won't come on as a guest until you come on <laughs> until you get a pair okay i'll get a pair you gotta wa- start watching all the shows that i've been recommending too i keep telling you to watch i all know these shows. i know you've been telling me shows you and steven were talking about all your favorite shows and like you didn't name a single one that i've told you to watch <laughs> wow damn <laughs> <laughs> you know okay i'm by next week i'm going to get crocs and i'm going to watch the shows that cameron recommends yeah i'll give you <laughs> homework and then we'll be friends again. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, that is so funny. Well, I'm obsessed with your hat obsession and the croc obsession. I feel like I go in the same thing. Like I'll get, I'll go in waves of obsessions, and it's cool to. See. I don't. I'm. I'm not currently in an obsession. Yeah. 
yet. I'm not very good at saving money because I spend it all on Crocs. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How many Crocs do you have now? Uh, like four or five pairs. Okay. Nothing crazy. Nothing right? crazy. <laughs> I would say probably most people only have one pair. Yeah. So that seems maybe a little more towards the crazy end. Mm-hmm. If you have four or five pairs, <laughs> you have some really wild ones that are like wavy. Yeah. Is that a collab? So like I, like you were saying, like I feel like croc like everybody kind of had the same opinion on crocs like a couple years ago and then like like luke combs and justin bieber and Mm -hmm. like everybody started doing it and then now everybody thinks they're cool yeah right Mm -hmm. i feel like if you wear them with confidence like they're cool yeah but kind of like Anne marie was saying on her episode if you're like oh this is my kia soul or this Mm -hmm. is my mom's car if you're like yeah i fucking drive a kia soul it's like kind of one of those things if i wear mine everywhere yeah and it like at this point i feel like crocs don't even have to be ironic because they are have gotten to a place of popularity that Mm -hmm. it's like everybody knows what they are yeah even aaron wants a pair even aaron wants a pair yeah segueing into kids Mm -hmm. you guys now have two babies yeah four four if you count the dogs Four if you count the dogs. And dogs are a responsibility. Yeah. They need a lot of attention too. Mm-hmm. So what was that like transitioning from like being business owner, couple, both of you owning businesses, mm-hmm. having a baby, and now like adding another baby into the mix? What is, I mean, it's, I know it's only been a little over a week. Yeah. So exactly a week. Huh? <clears throat> yeah. He was born on Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. He's our little Thanksgiving turkey. Yeah. Um. Like I said, I, it hasn't been enough time to really, like I said, I mean, even when I walked in today, it was like, it was like totally different getting ready this morning because mm-hmm. you have two kids you're worrying about and it's, it's like Kaylee's in charge of one while I'm in charge of the other and then I'm packing my camera gear and then we're getting them in the car and then just a whole domino effect of, you know, other things. But I feel like having, I mean, it hasn't really changed all that much from what I've noticed so far. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people put like this uh this like like really negative um like stigma around having kids and like how much your life changes but personally like and this just might be my experience I know there's different people out there that you know have different experiences with it but um I feel like it hasn't really made my life much more difficult Mm -hmm. aside from like going out with friends and like that part of it you know is a little bit more challenging just because um you know you, you can't just like leave whenever yeah. you want. Um, thankfully we have a lot of support with our family. So it's mm-hmm. easy. It's, it's easier to find, uh, like a babysitter and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but we still don't go out that often. So, yeah. um, as far as how it's changed my business, not really, um, as far as like having a second kid. Um, I always say like with my four year old, when he was born, he, he's what turned my passion into purpose. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Totally. Um, I feel like I had something that I really cared about and something I was really good at, but I never had like a reason to do it until that happened, mm-hmm. until he was born. So with my boys, I feel like they are like, they added to like my why and the reason why I do what I do. Mm-hmm. It, it's more than just something I care about doing now. It's more than something that like I enjoy at this mm-hmm. point. Like it's necessity at this point. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. I feel like when you have a kid, it's, it's, uh, you really don't know what you're really made of until you have a kid, mm-hmm. you know? So a little bit of a backstory. Um, like I got fired from my job as a maintenance tech and that's when I went full time. I was like super scared. Um, mm-hmm. and 
then Kaylee got pregnant and we were engaged and we got married all in the same year. So mm-hmm. it was like all this stuff happening in the same year. And uh, it was like the most nerve wracking time of my life. But it felt like um, that's the reason why um, I was able to do those things is because like I was really like thrown at, into the fire and like yeah. uh, expected to be like, OK, like you got to make this work now. You know, what's that like, you know, being married to a business owner as well? And like, how did that change your dynamic as a couple and like time spent together? Do you feel like that brought you closer together, both being business owners? Or do you feel like there were certain things that were like adversities you guys had to go through? Yeah. So I actually owe a huge amount of my success to my wife. Mm -hmm. Um, We have a little bit of a unique story. So like with Kaylee, she, uh, she's kind of the reason why I was able to do what I do. When I got fired from my job, like I said, um, I was pretty much forced to make a decision. This was before we found out she was pregnant, but, um, we, she basically, she was working a a really good nine to five job. She was, she worked at 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 an apartment complex and this is before she had her own business. She made the decision and she like, she's always been super supportive of, of what I do. And she made the decision to, to kind of support our family so that I could go after what I wanted to do. Cause like I said, I was super depressed. I felt like I had no purpose at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, I had gotten fired from another job. Um, I felt like a failure and I was like, I know that I'm meant for something more. Mm-hmm. Um, and I have this thing that I'm really good at and I think I can make it work. And she's like, go and do it. And then so she, you know, we're really fortunate to have been able to find the clientele that we did early on. But um, she really held it down in the beginning so that I could chase after what I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. And then um, at some point along the way, you know, after we found out about our son and we got married, she decided that she had a passion for aesthetics and she wanted to uh, pursue that. And because of what she did for me, I was able to find success in that and return the favor so I could put her through school. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of how that thing, that whole thing started for her. Mm-hmm. So that, so, cool. so it's, it's, it's really cool. Like thinking about, I actually, you know, I've never actually really thought about it like that, but um, it's been really cool to like look back and, and be like, you know, if it weren't for her doing that for me. And like I said, a lot of people might look down on that. Cause like we were talking about earlier, like the, the man's supposed to be the provider and, and that's what I was trying to do, but it just wasn't working traditionally you know Mm -hmm. you always talk about it all the time right Mm -hmm. you know following the path that you know your parents might think is the best way like even me and my my parents had you know a lot of obstacles because they couldn't they couldn't they didn't understand like the decision I was making and the Mm -hmm. and you know the path that I wanted to follow for myself right um but Kaylee always, always believed in me and mm-hmm. she always thought that, uh, it was going to work out. It was just a matter of like her, like being like, okay, you know, you just need to do it. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's really cool that I was able to, to do that. And like I said, I mean, because of that, you know, I met these guys and, um, we were able to find success early on again and we were able to pay for her entire maternity leave throughout mm-hmm. this whole thing. And, um, yeah, if it weren't for her in the beginning, I, I don't think I would have been able to do any of that. Mm-hmm. That's so cool. When I think, too, like, just knowing you guys and, like, seeing you guys, even if it's just on social media, you guys are a team. 
and yeah. you guys have each other's backs. Kaylee and, like, Kaylee and I? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that's so cool. I mean, literally any post that you post or any post that she posts, you guys are the first people. Oh my gosh. Yeah. You guys are the first people to like hype each other up on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And it's like, not a lot of people do that or not a lot of people have that or even like with you know any of my exes not that that's expected at all but like to have that kind of support and just like that person rooting for you like knowing that they have your back and they have your best interest at heart is huge because not a lot of people have that and like in my past relationships i never really felt like i had that support because my business took time away from them or like looking at it like that or knowing like oh even if we have to spend time working on our businesses like i support you and i'm here for Mm -hmm. you and like i'm rooting for you and like hearing that i think is really really cool knowing that like and especially too for you to be like okay i'm gonna let her take the reins on this because like you said or like you know i've talked about before like sometimes our parents have that idea of or we have that thought of like oh well my parents think i should be doing this or society tells me like this is my path or like because I'm a male or because I'm a female, like I need to be doing X, Y, Z. And like, I think it does come back down to like, what brings you joy? And like, if you have the opportunity to go after that, like, why wouldn't you? Mm -hmm. And like, for you to like, put your ego aside, not that even you felt that way, but I did. (laughs) You did. Yeah. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I was super embarrassed. Like I didn't want to tell anybody. Mm -hmm. I, you know, because like I said, I've always grown up a certain way. Like I always thought like it's my job to provide for my family Mm -hmm. and not to say that I wasn't like I wasn't making nothing. Right. But, you know, she had the stable job. She had the stable income. And I was the one who was paycheck to paycheck. And I was the one who was like, I don't know how much I'm making next month. Yeah. And the thing with me is like it took me a long time to like be confident in that and like kind of ground myself and find, find that success along the way and and to be able to justify the decision that we made. Mm -hmm. Um, because it was hard. Like I, I was terrified and like, and, and we both were like, she, you know, she always had, had faith in me, but we always, it was, it was not always easy. Like we, we struggled sometimes and we had like tough months and, you know, Mm -hmm. we had to really like, stick to it and just kind of trust the process but overall it it worked out because like you said like we've always like put supporting each other at the forefront of everything Mm -hmm. because if if I can't support her and she can't support me how are we going to expect anybody else to Mm -hmm. you know okay so I want to ask you being married to an esthetician what is that like has your skincare routine changed do you do facials together (laughs) or what tips do you have for guys that you wouldn't think of until after she became an esthetician. So I'm the worst person to ask for advice um, because I feel like, like I've learned so many new things that I was doing wrong along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, like even just, I think it was yesterday or the day before I asked Kaylee, I was like, um, I was like, are guys supposed to be wearing sunscreen too? <laughs> yeah. And, and she's like, what? Like, do you think do you think men are just immune to skin cancer? She's or like, something? do you have skin? Obviously, I'm finding like out like the things that I'm doing wrong like six seven years into our relationship where like she's just finding out that I wash my face with body wash oh no (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like I didn't know that was a no-no until (laughs) until she went to beauty school you know what I mean yeah the worst part about it is she's constantly picking at me yeah like I I fucking hate that 
Like it's like the worst thing. And I'm sure a lot of guys who are like who are dating estheticians can probably relate. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of unavoidable. Like yeah, it's not gonna stop. I did that to my boyfriend a little bit ago, and he goes, "Oh, we're there now." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "Yep, come here." <laughs> yeah, like, it's horrible. And Let I'm, me get it. I'm such a baby too. Like, yeah, I feel like honestly, sorry, most men are like yeah. when it comes to that, when it comes to brow waxing, yeah. like anything, like I wax probably like three of my guy friends mm -hmm. brows and like their nose hairs and what we'll, we call it Maclash after hours, <laughs> Like they'll come in because we'll be like out at the bars or something or like before we go out, I'll wax everybody Yeah, and they are babies and mm -hmm. granted their hair is a lot thicker most the guys that i do their hair is a lot thicker even like their nose hairs i feel like nose wax doesn't hurt as bad mm -hmm. but they've got a lot of hair oh, it there. all hurts me so like, like i said i'm i'm the biggest baby when it comes to that stuff and like thank god for her too because she's really good with brows yeah she's um, amazing at brows and i have really thick brows mm-hmm and they get out of control after a while. So I didn't, and that was another thing too, before I, I married her, I was like, I didn't know I had a problem. And then, yeah. and then she starts doing my brows. I'm like, oh, like, this is nice, you know? <laughs> You're like, wait, I look good. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a plus too. But it's so funny. Um, I feel like the things that I've learned from her haven't been from aesthetics. It's just from like business ownership in general or just life. Aaron, Aaron will tell you this too. I mean, I always refer back to Aaron because he's, he's known me the longest, but, um, like I'm notorious for being kind of a pushover. Mm -hmm. I give people a lot of like too many chances and she's kind of helped me, um, step into my power a little bit. And like, you know, Kaylee's a little harder than I am. She's, she's, um, got, she's taught me how to have like thicker skin and like stand up for myself in mm -hmm. certain situations. Cause like I said, I'm, I'm a people pleaser. So, you know, yeah. at the end of the day, like I just want people to be happy with, um, their experience with me. Yeah. And I feel like even to my detriment sometimes. Yeah. Um, so in that respect, I feel like I've been able to, um, learn a lot from her and mm -hmm. she's, she's taught me how to like, you know, really, like become a, I guess, a boss in a way and like, mm -hmm. you know, help me not get taken advantage of in that way. Mm -hmm. And I feel like I've been able to offer, you know, value in different ways to her as well. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's kind of the cool thing about being in a relationship with someone who's also mm -hmm. a business owner is you're able to learn um, different things like that, that you normally wouldn't learn from someone who like works for somebody else and just gets, you know, works, lives their life in that way. Mm -hmm. Exactly. I kind of wanted to ask you something um, oh, okay. and some of the guys on the team will tell you this too. Like I'm, I'm pretty hard on myself. You and Andrew talked about this a little bit on his episode. Mm -hmm. um, but when it comes to like limiting beliefs and stuff like that, how have you, what have you done to kind of combat that and like push through that? I feel like those specific thoughts, I feel like most people go through that. I've mm. definitely gone through that, those limiting beliefs of like, why am I even doing this? Like when I first started training, I was like, who wants to come? Like, who's going to want to come learn from me? Yeah. When I first started online courses, I was like, who's going to buy my online course? Like most people, if you're someone who puts a lot of effort into things, you're going to have those thoughts because you're going to wonder, are people going to see value in this? Like, do people actually want to learn from me? and like or see the value in my work and especially like with coaching that's where a lot of my limiting beliefs came in because I was like people are literally hiring me just because of basically because of who I am and obviously all the tools that I can give them the expertise that I can help them with in their business and like 
holes that I can see that I can help them, you know, streamline their business a little bit better. But I feel like the biggest thing that helped me was starting to realize and like for me, I was like, I kind of have to get cocky a little bit and be like, okay, you know what? I do have value to share. I do have so many things that I've gone through that have helped me become the person, the business owner, the lash artist that I am. And all the what helped me the most get out of my head is I'm not trying to teach people people that are the same level as me. I'm not mm-hmm. trying to help people at the same level. I'm trying to help people who were two years ago me and people who were in a position that they were floundering. They struggled with retention. They struggled with fan making. Like that's who I'm helping. And I know I'm in a place that can help them transform their business. And I feel like that is what really got me out of my own way. Because a lot of the time when we look at social media or even like me looking at social media now, I'm like, okay, I can see all the people that are about my same level. We're all doing the same things. Those are not the people I'm marketing to. I'm marketing to the people who want to be where I am. Those are the people I'm talking to. So I don't even know if I answered your question, but like those limiting beliefs, I feel like that's kind of how I started to look at it differently. Like I'm here and I'm in a position that can help certain people. Yeah, I like that. I feel like like my intro in the beginning was weak as hell. How did you feel? I felt like I was like, man, I like I'll be honest, like it's different on this side. It's different. Like I, I thought I'd be, I thought I'd be good, but damn, I got, I got tripped up in the beginning. I just like, you know, you know how you like, um, I tell people not to do this all the time. And then I caught myself doing it. Like you scripted in your mind. Yeah. And you're like, this is what I want to talk about. And then you lose it. And then you're yeah. like, and then, and then once you lose it, you're like thinking about you're like, like Wait, oh what man, was what was I, I talking about? Say. Yeah. So I feel like that's, that's what got me. Yeah. It's definitely a lot quieter in here than I thought it would be too. I know, isn't it? That's the craziest thing. Yeah. I remember the very first time we recorded and like you were like, <clears throat> Alexa, off. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> like you, everything's quiet. Yeah. Like, oh, it's scary. Do you have any tips or advice for anyone wanting to get into the videographer cinema? What is that word? <laughs> I'm not going to say that would, right. Like the creative space. Cinematographer. Yeah. Anyone yeah. who wants to get into that kind of creative space. Yeah. Um, I feel like with, you know, the, the biggest thing for me um, that I experienced is um, there's a lot of gatekeepers in the creative mm-hmm. space. And I feel like it's, I mean, that's with every industry. Um, you talked about this, um, in one of your other episodes about how, like, you're willing to share any information. That's the same way with me is like anyone, like find, find your inspiration and find someone that you trust that is doing what you're doing already. Um, and try to like learn from them. Obviously, like you can go on YouTube. Like I said, everything that I've learned, I've learned either from somebody else or on YouTube. I didn't go to college. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't have a degree from like film school or anything like that. I just learned everything from the old mm-hmm. YouTube Academy. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I feel like um, that's kind of why I am the way I am. Like I'm the same as you. I'm willing to share all the information that I have because I feel like what really fulfills me is like helping other creatives like step into their power and like mm-hmm. become more creative and, and follow their dreams. And, you know, the last thing I want to do is like keep someone from achieving something that they want in their life the biggest thing is like for me that that I feel like attributed to my success is I I I had a good network of people that I could learn from Mm -hmm. and uh, I've always 
said like the forefront of of my values is i want to be that person for somebody else right i want to be the kind of person who like builds people up because you never know like you could be the difference in someone else's success mm-hmm. that that could help them get to where they they need to go mm-hmm. you know like i i'll never look at myself as you know the most creative person or the most talented person but there's a lot of people who have come to me and said that they look up to me and i've seen them grow into you know, bigger and better artists and more confident um, because I was just willing to like help them any way that I can. And you'll be surprised, like sometimes like the people who look up to you could teach you something like our friend Riley, you know, he's someone who has always looked up to me and someone who's like said that, you know, they want to, they, they, they look at me as like someone that um, they look up to in the creative world, but like he's, come and shadowed me on some and and helped out on some of our sets and I've learned how to be a better interviewer because of him Mm -hmm. like so many different things I've learned and uh, I guess my biggest advice is just to like keep yourself open to relationships and like work on building your network and and Mm -hmm. um, worry about creative second like I said before you know that's something that always will improve that's Mm -hmm. something that will always you'll always get better at but when it comes to your relationships, like your potential will be limitless if you keep yourself open to a larger network Mm -hmm. and meeting new people and building relationships. And that's truly what I think um, is going to take us to the next level Mm -hmm. and like keep us moving forward always. I totally agree. I think that's huge. Building your network and just people you can go to and connect with is, you know, it's incredible. Yeah. Like you said, the sky is the limit. Yeah. And I think like your image is everything, right? Like I I say all the time, you could be the most talented person in the world, but if you don't know how to represent yourself and you don't know how to treat a client and you don't know how to like hold on to that client and nurture that client, you know, you could make a great video, but you could treat them like crap and they're never going to work with you again. You know, and if you don't know how to market yourself and you don't know how to uh, represent yourself in a way that you can be proud of, none of your talent matters. Mm-mm. It's all about how you, the way you make people feel. Yeah. Okay. So any future plans? Yeah. Um, obviously we're going to keep doing the, what we're doing with co-create. We own a creative production agency here in Seattle. So we're going to build this thing up to, uh, whatever we can. And we want to work with as many people as possible and capture their vision, tell their story and, you know, just never stop enjoying what we do. Cause I feel like mm-hmm. that, like once it's like they say, you know, if you enjoy what you do, you never work a day in your life. Mm -hmm. And those are words that I live by, you know? So that's what we're going to keep doing. We got an incredible team of people that we're working with, Mm -hmm. incredible clients like yourself. So, you know, (laughs) we're, uh, we're just going to keep doing what we're doing. Okay. Where can we find you guys? So on Instagram, we're at we.cocreate. We're also on YouTube at, yeah, yeah. Same thing. So uh, we co-create we dot co-create on all social platforms so check us out sweet yeah you guys give them a follow hire them you will not be disappointed you're going to be recommending them to all of your friends thank you guys so much thank you so much for cam coming on i yeah, know we've been trying to get you me. on for a while you didn't really have a choice we, we had <laughs> we had a last minute cancellation so we had to call an audible so i but finally got him before i got my crocs yeah i would have been on next week but <laughs> yeah yeah All right, you guys, don't forget to like, subscribe, and turn on the notification bell to be reminded for every new episode Thursdays at 10 a.m., and we'll see you guys in the next one.
Peace. Oh man. I went through this whole thing. <laughs>